Welcome to the Old Chicks No Shit podcast with Jennifer Arthurton. Listen in for real stories from real women who are defying cultural stereotypes and perceptions of midlife. Women who are reinventing themselves, starting businesses, chasing their dreams, and tackling challenges they never thought possible. Welcome to, and let me introduce you to Lizzie Tricks. Um, this is actually the second time that Lizzie and I are talking because of computer glitches, technical errors um, that caused a corrupt file the last time. So we had such a fantastic conversation the last time that I really didn't want to miss out on this. So she has granted me the honor of having this conversation with her again. So thank you very much. Um, welcome, Lizzie. for for redoing this with me. Um, So I just wanted to chat a little bit. I found, just for some background, I found Lizzie actually online. Um, And I was reading a little bit about her story and I was feeling so super inspired by the messages that she had written that I thought I have to share this with you guys. You know, I'll let her tell her story, but I think it just, her story was gutsy. It was just really gutsy. And I love that because, you know, we're all trying to find that kind of courage to do whatever it is that we want to do. And I feel like Lizzie kind of grabbed it by the horns and (laughs) took off. So uh, maybe you can share a little bit about like who you are. And I kind of love to just talk about um, your journey. Like what was the turning point in kind of your midlife journey and where have you, what did you go through and where did you come to? (laughs) Okay. No problem. Well, basically, um, I'm 51. I've got two children, a 23 and 13 year old. And uh, four years ago, I, my husband decided that he didn't want to be married anymore. So that was the end of my second marriage. Slightly threw me as I didn't see that curveball coming. Essentially, I'd been toying with the idea of um, learning to sail for quite some time. And I happened to see an advert on the underground towards the end of when my marriage was actually crumbling. And I thought, oh, and it was to join Clipper Round the World Yacht Race, which is the only amateur yacht race that circumnavigates the globe. And I thought, oh, that looks a fun way of going sailing. And then when everything sort of fell apart, I thought, right, with once the divorce was finalized and the settlement, I thought, rather than be sensible and invest everything for when I'm 90, I'm going sailing. So I disappeared off to sea for about, must be about five months, five or six months. That was the first time. And so I, that was 15, 16 race. And so I then, having never sailed before, I then raced across the North Pacific um, we were one of 12 boats and we were the only boat. We went the furthest north out of all the boats. And that took about a month, that crossing. It was cold and wet and never ending. My bunk buddy, who is my friend as well, um, a week into the race, she was swept overboard and drowned. We got her back, Sarah back. But unfortunately, I was the medic for that race as well. I wasn't able to save her. This then meant we had to bury her at sea, which we did. That I think really was my major, major turning point about my whole outlook on life and how to approach life. I've always been a very positive 
the glass is half full, probably actually overflowing. But that really brought it home to me that we're only here one time and just embrace everything and live life. And I think the fact that I'd gone sailing was part of my, I have to show myself I can do something. But then Sarah's death as well really inspired me to approach life probably more head on and just love it and live it and savor it. And, and that's really what I have been doing ever since. I stayed on the boat and actually went on to do another leg of that race, which was then from Seattle down through the Panama Canal and up to New York. I'm glad I did. I was all set to get off in Seattle, but I didn't. I stayed on and I'm glad I did because that really reinforced how I felt about myself and my, again, my approach to life. Yeah. And, you know, I made some great friends and realized that actually you can do anything yeah. and achieve anything, but do it for yourself. You know, I mean, my children were amazing. You know, my daughter at the time was 10 and she dealt with it very well. I think for them, she's learned from it. That, and I'm hoping I've set an example to her that you can do anything. Don't be restricted. Go for it. It was just so good. I actually then signed up and went back again. And so in the last race, I then raced around Australia and took part in the Sydney to Hobart Yacht Race. I've done three legs of the race. I haven't circumnavigated. I, one, I can't take that amount of time off. It takes 11 months. I would love to do it. One, I can't afford to do that, much as I'm thinking maybe I should sell a kidney or something to fund the next bit, you know, or sell a child. That's the other option. But I think they they disagree with me on that point. Um, you know, and even the dog's looking worried now. Yeah, it's just mixing and getting to know so many different people and different types of people. You're on a level playing field. Right. And just, so when you started out, so the first time you get on this, okay, so you're like, hey, I think I'd like to learn how to sail. That's great. So the first yeah. time you get on this boat, are you thinking to yourself, like, what the hell am I doing? Like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just signed up to do this thing. And yeah, yeah. why? I'm, I was there. And there was a lot of times I was thinking, what am I doing? When, you know, it was a 70 foot racing yacht and it's all manual. So it's manual pulling of the sails, it's manual helming. It's on watch, off watch every four hours or every six what six hours in a twenty-four hour cycle. You know, so you you're just and it's very basic living. You're in a bunk which you share with the person on the other watch. You're right. living out of a little tiny box. All your belongings are in a cubby. But you know what? It was actually so liberating. I could believe just that. Had a choice of four tops. You know, six pairs of pants. It's like oh, which top shall I wear today? So you're sniffing again, which one smells the least one, you know? Right. But not having to deal with bills coming in. It was just an amazing adventure. And, and I just said to everyone, have an adventure. It doesn't have to be anything as mammoth as that. Right. But just do something that pushes you outside your comfort zone. Just do but, it. But even, okay, so you, you get on this, you get past the, what the hell am I doing? And yeah learn how to sail and then you know the really unfortunate death of your friend like was there a point after that where you were like all right get me off here like I could die <laughs> um it wasn't so much oh I could I mean we had some really bad storms and I was there thinking 
for the love of God, what am I doing here? This is actually quite scary. Yeah. But, but you're having to work on the boat and you just think, well, I can't just get off. There were no other boats anywhere. So for example, in, in the whole four weeks, the, what we saw one other boat, a container ship on the horizon, that was it. Oh, so you're stuck. You're like, <laughs> you, 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 you know, you can't, a helicopter can't come out and get you. There was no other boats on the AIS. You couldn't, there was no one else being picked up. So, I mean, in fact, when we put out our Mayday call, when Sarah went over, no other boats heard it. There was nowhere in range. You know, and so people that do this on their own, I'm like, wow, that is a little bit too far for me. I like the company of other people, but it really made me because you, you're mixing with so, with so many different types of personalities. Some people aren't designed to be mixing. You know, everyone was in their own outside their own comfort zone, right. but it brought us together as a united team. Yeah. So are the majority of the people not experienced? Obviously, there are some experienced sailors on this boat. Yeah, they have to balance. I mean, oh. the only experienced paid sailor on the boat at that time was the skipper. Oh, okay. The rest of us were all amateurs. Okay, with varying degrees of experience. In my case, didn't have any. <laughs> you know, we're a bit like, oh, this outfit looks quite nice. Well, I thought it was rather jolly. <laughs> Um, lots of selfies and then it's like oh I'm wet and it's just like but you know it was just so liberating yeah I could I, I can totally imagine I'm like I'm not sure I would do that but, but I can absolutely understand um, but, you know, if, you'd, if you'd asked me 10 years ago if I'd have done something like that I'd have been like no thanks I'm the person that likes to have a shower at least once a day if not twice right um, so to go for four weeks where you don't have a shower, you're literally, it's, it's baby wipes. It's, I, I, was, I, I came away with an ins, a sense of, my God, I can do this. It's unbelievable. I have done it. And if I can do it, and I'm a real girly girly. But you know, it must be, I mean, you know, anytime, anytime you go through something, anything, and you come out of the other side of it, you're like, I'm a serious badass, right? Um, yeah. so you, must have, you must have come out of this one just going like, oh my God, look what I just, like, look what I just survived. And especially everything that happened. Yeah, I, 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 have, def I definitely, have definitely come out because uh, in between those two races, I then actually, I then ended up, I trekked across Costa Rica, trekked and cycled for charity, I mean, that, uh, that actually was physically more demanding than the sailing. The right. sailing was a mental, where, I mean, and physical, but it was also very much a mental hurdle that I had to get over because of everything that happened. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the trekking, that was physically, and then cycling, we were going up hills that were ridiculously, I mean, I wouldn't even think about cycling down them, let alone up them. <laughs> um, but I, again, I did it, and it's just made me realise, you know what? hey i i can do this and once you start doing things that are not your norm yeah. it fires you up yeah and, and it does it gives you this inner hey i can do this and i'm going to do oh i'm going to do this next and oh i'm going to do that next and and it really gave me the confidence i then came back from this race now at the beginning of the year and packed in my job and I've just set up two businesses. In fact, I've just set up a third one. 
I've always worked in an organization. I mean, I used to be a nurse and a midwife, so I've always worked within organizations. Right. So that was a bit like, oh my Lord. And, but I just thought, do you know what? If I don't do this now, I'm on fire. I am going to succeed. And, and I don't have, I very rarely have doubts about things now. It's such a glorious feeling of ownership and hey, anything is possible. Yeah. So if you, just thinking back, I mean, if you, you know, obviously you kind of reach this point in your life and you're like, okay, you know what, I need to do something. I need to do something for me. If it hadn't yeah. been failing, what would you have done, do you think? Or maybe you can, I don't know who would answer that. Ooh. Like, would you have done something as drastic as that? I would, I would have done something. Yeah, I would have done something as drastic. It might not have been for so long, but, you know, the idea of, cross-country skiing in the arctic very appealing i just i just had this inner need to push myself against i suppose against the elements almost but at the same time maintaining who i am as in like i said i am a girly girl um you know on the boat you know we'd be there heeled over the boats like this once a week on my very on my long off watch my six hour off watch I'd be there, facial, still maintaining my standards. And, it, you know, it was, to start with, it was just like, really? And I'm like, yeah, I'm not going all weather beaten just because I'm sailing. It was, it almost became like an internal, I suppose it's like my own, you know, competition with myself. Like, right, can you do this and still look like, and still maintain a standard of who you are? And yeah, and I did. And it's just, I can't, it's so difficult to describe the feeling of accomplishment. Yeah. You know, and it doesn't have to be, like I said, I don't believe it has to be anything as big as this. Yeah. You know, I mean, about six, seven years ago, I took up triathlon because I thought I need to do something. I haven't been on a bike since I was about 10. And when I swim, I don't do front crawl. I'm a breaststroker. I'm really, I'm a bit like this. But I was the fastest breaststroker going, you know, when I was entering the water. And again, it was a sense of do it, push yourself and see where you go. And it, it's, and it, I think the funny thing is, I don't really ever see, recognize this in myself when I was at school. Right. It's as I've got older and I just feel, and I think maybe, maybe because I have a daughter, I've got a son and a daughter. Maybe it's because I'm just saying to them, you can do anything yeah i mean i i find it so interesting that um not well interesting in the, in the best possible way that you know it's like we get to this this point of life like you kind of get around 50 and you know you start yeah. really reckoning with what's working for me what's not working yeah. for me. it's often the time of huge transition absolutely uh, in in career in relationships yeah. in you know yeah. your, your own physical being whatever it might be and and quite often i think women feel that urge but have no idea where to start with it i hear it all the time i hear it all the time like oh my kids left home and who am i without you know my kids yes. so my career is no longer satisfying to me like what do i do next so if you were to offer a piece of advice to somebody who's kind of in that position of being of feeling stuck of not knowing where to go next what would you say i would say if you 
see something, whether it's an, an article, you read an article in a magazine, you see an advert, if there's one little bit of you that kind of goes, oh, it doesn't have to be a big, just a little spark, fall on it, go with it. Don't let that little spark go out. Just go, do you know what? I'm going to do it. And just sign up, sign up to it, commit yourself to it, and then tell everybody, because then you can't back out, because you look like a Muppet. Yeah. And, you, and before you know it, you've done it. It's so true, because I think, you know, like you, like you just said, and I think this is so true of every single one of us, there is a spark in there. There's that little thing, that little- Everyone has it. Yeah. I think what happens is, is we don't give ourselves permission to fan that flame. Yeah. Right? You do the, okay, well, I can't do that now because, or who am I to even think this, or I'm too old, or I'm too this, or I'm too that, or whatever. There's all these little voices yeah. come at you, yeah. and you're going, oh no, oh no. No, just, you have to sort of, any tiny little flicker of a flame, of a spark, just get in there and, and ignore those voices and just go, do you know what, no. I'm going, to, I'm going to show everybody. I'm going to show myself more importantly. Yeah. But, it is, but, but at the same time, you're trying to show everybody because you know, because at the end of the day, we like people seeing what we've done. And we want to be acknowledged for, recognized for our, you know, no matter how small, you know, and, and just do it. Yeah. Just do it. It's interesting. Uh, I was having a conversation with one of my girlfriends yesterday. And we came around to the fact that, you know, I'm like, we're both in our early fifties and, you know, the acknowledgement of the fact that the reality is you have 35, 40 years, 45 yeah. years, if you're lucky. Yeah. And I, I mean, I said to her, I go, think about how fast the last 35 years have gone. I know. Well, and we have been friends for like, we have been friends for yeah. 35 years. And I'm like, I look back over our friendship. I'm like, it feels like yesterday. Right. Yeah. And then we had this conversation about like, you just, you become so hyper aware of, of what you've been doing and what yeah. you want to do next. Right. Yeah. And, this, <clears throat> and you just, like you just referenced this, there's this point where little ideas start popping up and the turning point is whether you decide to fan that flame or not fan that flame or yeah. that flame. Totally. Right? And sometimes fanning that flame is the tiniest little step. It's yeah. it, reading it, an extra article cool. about that topic. It's, yeah. Going for a walk that day instead of sitting on the couch. It's, it's the tiniest little things yeah. that ignite that flame. And I, I, I know there's 110% from my own experience, right? Like you have to keep it, fight, you yeah. know, igniting it every day. And maybe it's not a massive leap where you, you know, from, you go from one day sitting on the couch to sailing about, you don't, you know, but there are tiny little things that we can all be doing to spend that time. Yeah. Because in that flame is where our power lies. Yeah. It is. And before you know it, that flame is burning on its own. Yeah. And, and suddenly it's, it's like, one, you've given yourself permission to really embrace life because like you say, we're at a certain age and suddenly mortality is, is, is sitting there giving it. I mean, I'm a bit like, you know, oh my God, how many years have I got left? Mm. and I'm very much like I'm not going down without a fight I, I you know I want to go out with people going actually she did some amazing stuff who knew exactly. that she could do that mm. and you know but that little spark before you know it is burning brightly on its own and and I swear that you can look at women who are who have found that flame have now discovered that because they have a glow that and and, and this sort of inner sparkle that is 
just unbelievable and it just starts suddenly all these other doors just start to open it's like the universe is giving back to you because you've just gone for it yeah it's amazing for sure and i think you know any you know anybody who's read my blog my has has seen you know me comment on the fact that this time of your life is actually the most powerful point in your life ever in in that you know you 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 you've you've lived a life and you you know you know who you are you know what you want you know what you're you know you you have a good sense of who you are and you have all of this life experience to back it up so when you do decide to take those steps right that much more behind you like you know when you're younger you don't know what you don't know but you know so much more and we so often discount our experience our story absolutely you know I, Um, i wish i knew back then what I know now and had the confidence I have now. Yes. You know, I, I mean, I think there are a lot of, I think it's very easy as a woman as well, as we get, get older, that our confidence just starts to dwindle because it just gets sucked out of us for whatever reason. In every way, every day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, and you're just like, Oh, is this, you know, I mean, I remember when my daughter was small, you know, and I was sort of doing the school run. I was like, Dear God, is this what I'm going to be doing now for the next X number of years? You know, Um, and that's when I thought, I suppose that's when I started thinking I need to do something to get me out of that as well as working. That's, I suppose, another reason why I did the triathlon, started doing the triathlon training. But I found a group of people to do it with that would encourage me and keep me going. So if you're not if you're not someone that can do it on your own, find a group of like-minded people because they'll welcome you with open arms because they've all been there at some stage. Yeah. I think, um, I think finding community support is probably one of the biggest things that you can do because on your own, it's really easy to squash your flame. Right. And sometimes you just need to be reminded that like, Oh, Hey, keep going, keep going. Yeah. Okay. I'm doubting myself today or I'm doubting myself in this moment, but you're going to get past it. Yeah. And I think to um, recognizing that you're not alone in feeling the way that you feel, because here's the other thing I find there's this tendency and I see this all the time in my community and with the messages that people send me, there's this tendency to portray this. I got all my shit together outlook to the world when it's not necessarily reflective of what's happening on the inside. Oh, no. We think, oh, everybody else has got it going on, and I'm the only one who's having these crazy thoughts about, oh, my God, what's my life coming to? Like, I'm not happy. I need to make some big changes. Yeah. And meanwhile, everybody's thinking that. It's it's like a rite of passage. It is. And I think we all think it's just, I think we're very, very easy to make it all about us, about ourselves. Yes. And, And actually, it's not until you start talking to people that you kind of go, oh my God, I'm not alone in this at all. And and I think that's one thing I've definitely discovered from, you know, Instagram and blogs. I'm going, oh my God, we're all out there. We're all thinking the same stuff. Yeah. And we're all, and and there's so much support to be given to each other. I never realized there was such, such a body of supportive women out there yeah. Because obviously I'd never really thought about it until now. Well, especially, I mean, especially at this, at this time of life too, because I mean, there is a, I think there's a, a huge um, impetus, like an internal impetus, let's call it that, to want to give back and to want to be supportive. I think it's natural for yeah. women. 
And I feel like, you know, in your younger years, there's a little bit of competition, right? Yeah. Where this is the time where you're like, okay, you know, you can start to see the power of community. You can feel it. Yeah. Like you're very aware of your own nurturing instincts and your, your ability to support. Yeah. And that's what we need to bring together. I think the focus on midlife as in, you know, anti-aging this, keep your 20 year old body, you know, do all this stuff, which is all lovely and great, but there's so much focus on it that we've drowned out the other side of yeah. how amazing this time of your life can be. It is. And it's, it's actually quite exhausting to be fair, you know, and I mean, it's taken me, it's taken me a long time to get my head around the fact that, you know, I look in the mirror and I sort of see, no matter what I see, it's just like, Oh, Oh, look at that stomach. I mean, I go to the gym, I do yoga. I, I, work, I mean, I'm in pretty good shape per se, but still, God, that pesky skin doesn't half start to move down the body, no matter what you do to it, you know? Yeah. And, and you know, my big thing is my neck. And I'm thinking, my God, I wish they'd invent something. I need a big clip to grab. Then I'm thinking, <laughs> you know, just drag it all back, you know, a big sort of paper clip. Yeah. And um, I've got this sort of, this catchphrase, which, which I use, you know, if I'm going into a room and some, for whatever reason, I'm thinking, Oh, there's loads of people in there. My God, some of them are gorgeous. They're, you know, they're a lot younger than me. And then I think, do you know what, Lizzie? Just own it. Own the look. And that is really like my go into battle mantra. Own it. And you know what? That has been amazing. It works so well. And I've had so many comments, quite interestingly, from guys going, do you know what, Lizzie? You know, first met you do you know what was amazing is the fact that you are so confident in who you are I'm thinking if only they knew because inside I'm going oh god my neck oh no do I look fat in these trousers I shouldn't have worn these shoes you yeah. know but it is it's all about and once you start doing that affirmation in your head you actually start to believe it yeah it's so easy to subscribe to what you need to be doing to be accepted in our society. You know what? Yeah. Get this lipstick, this anti-aging product, just, you know, that. Um, but like you I mean, said, they, it's about they, owning who we are and owning, yeah. and owning the life experience and owning the knowledge and owning the wisdom and everything else, right? Like, yeah. There's so much more than saggy necks and, and saggy boobs. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I slap on the creams oh, <laughs> and the serums. Um, I mean, I'm actually 92. No, um, it's, um, but you know, I, 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 I subscribe to all of that because I'm trying to sort of make the best of myself as I am now. Exactly. You know, I mean, that's what I find it. You know, I mean, I find it fascinating with um, some of the, the sort of the 20-somethings today. I think it's all, the you know, with the, their belief in like, well, I can have leg hair. I'm going to have lots of armpit hair. I'm not going to shave this. And I'm like, really? I mean, not because I'm like, ooh, it's more like, really? Because I think it's amazing that they feel so confident. Yeah. And that's the mindset that they're, and I think it's amazing and wonderful that they're signing up to that sort of, Personally, I ain't going out with hairy legs or whatever, but that's me. Yeah. Well, you know, and I respect... Our generation is conditioned yeah. that way. Absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, but I totally respect this, this, this age of, of women that are coming up. And I just find the whole thing fascinating. And they're 
not all of them there's still a lot that have issues about how that because of the, all the pressure of the media and everything that and social you know stigma and stuff but i i'm now at this stage i'm like you know what i am who i am yes i try and maintain myself because i want to be around for quite a while because i've got so many other things i think i i really want to do and yeah. i like i do like a good selfie but um but i have found some amazing filters Yes. So actually, you know, so I'm just pretending a lot of the time. But it's all about self betrayal. Yeah. <laughs> Probably uh, goes against everything I'm trying to do. <laughs> um, and do you date now, if you don't mind me asking that question? Yeah, I do. I do now. Obviously, I didn't really, wasn't really interested for the first couple of years. Um, and then I thought, okay, come on, just get that toe back in the water. Um, had a couple of very funny experiences through internet dating. Um, I thought, do you know what? This really isn't quite for me. Um, because, I mean, again, that was something else I had to, you know, if you look at the age range that guys are putting on their profile of the age range of women that they're wanting to meet and okay, of our age, and you're just like, really? Right. 35 to 45? What about that slightly older, amazing woman of this age range? Thank you. Um, and, and I was just like, Joe. And so the ones that were, the couple that I did go out on were actually about, were age appropriate for me, but they were so old. Right. In their approach to life. And I was like, oh, no, that's not going to work. Yeah. So anyway, bailed on that. But I have actually met someone now. Oh, which, which actually works brilliantly with my lifestyle because I I'm very busy with my businesses I don't need someone I'm not you know I had to have a conversation about what is it I wanted from a relationship I'm not looking to get remarried I don't feel the need to get remarried I feel so empowered in myself mm -hmm. I might change I will never say never but at the moment that's not what I, I'm not looking to share the TV remote with someone. You know, we see each other, you know, for a few days, a couple of times a month. Perfect. Right. I've got lots of girlfriends. I go out and do lots of stuff, but it also means I can, you know, I can look amazing just a couple of times a week. And the rest of the time I can wear my big kidney warming <laughs> and be comfy in an evening with my TV channels that I want to watch. But that, I think that like what you just said there is also really important because it's also now's the time where you can define life on your terms, yeah. right? Yeah, like, totally. you, know, <clears throat> you know, you're not as, you know, consumed with all of the things that you need to be doing when your kids are young and, you know, the societal yeah. expectations, you can, you're now free to say, you know what, this is what works for me. This is what I want. Yeah. And it look like what anybody else has, but it totally works for me. And Absolutely. I love hearing those stories. It is. It, it's. I love the fact that when I when I do meet up, I mean, we chat most days. But you know, he is. He is. He's in London. I'm down here in the countryside. It's perfect. But it's like, I love the fact when we do meet up. I get to dress up. I go out. I look glamorous. I'm not saying I, you know, I don't go out otherwise. But it's kind of different when you're going on out on a date with a guy. Yeah. You know? It's a whole different kind of. You know, I feel sexy, and I like that. Oh, it's too exhausting maintaining that 24-7. So, no, I'm quite happy working it the way I am at the moment. It's perfect. Well, I mean, that's the beautiful part again. Like, you just explore the different sides of who you yeah. are. 
right? And, you know, some days you're grungy in your onesie and <laughs> other days you're, you know, got high heels and a dress on and really yeah, exactly. So yeah. I think that's fantastic. I think that's really fantastic because, you know, also it's, you know, there's the whole, well, I can't wear this anymore. I can't do this anymore. You know, I'm not as sexy as I used to be. And then that shows on the outside. Whereas like, we're, it's, we're all sexy on the inside. Right. So how do you, how do you express that? And how do you feel comfortable to express that? Which is, you know, absolutely. But my key is then to start, for example, start with really lovely underwear and then you feel amazingly sexy. Through that. (laughs) I'm a big believer in the, in, in the beautiful underwear. Andy's right. (laughs) <laughs> if if I have a fire in my house, I'll have to save that because I think I spent a small fortune on it. <laughs> Just forget, forget the children. I've got my undies. Yeah, I've got I've got my bra and pants. You know, my investment pieces. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about the businesses that you started. What do you? Um, well, ironically, my first one is a celebrant business where actually I perform weddings and naming ceremonies, um, renewal of vows, ring blessings. Um, so that's what I do. I mean, I was, for the last five years before I gave it up, that's what I was doing, working for the local government. Oh, but okay. now I'm an independent celebrant. So that's a slightly different slant with the legal things going on here in the UK, which means, you know, it's got different implications, but it's, it's brilliant because I get to spend a lot more time with couples planning their ceremonies which is um wonderful and actually um i do a lot of work with the um lgbt community and naming affirmations um um within that area right interesting because that that's been that's been a there's been a lot of change going on here in the uk with regards to um the whole area there and and, um so that's so i'm enjoying that Um, um and then, and also I think I'm quite qualified having been married twice. So I think I'm pretty good at it <laughs> now. Um, and my second business is called Fabulous Company. And that is that I hire out um, beautiful vases and candlesticks, water goblets, oh. um, wine glasses to make your table. So f- for weddings and parties. So you get that really beautiful, opulent feel to the table. So it's so essentially so host, a host or hostess don't have to buy 20 vases or 50 odd candlesticks. They right. can hire them from me. Nice. And so I've got a range of things like that. So, and that's really fun. I enjoy doing that. Um, and then I've just set up a third one with a friend and that is called Wild Tutu. And um, that is TP and tent hire for children's parties. Ah. Because randomly I own a TP, a huge five and a half meter diameter TP. Um, and she owns this big bell tent. And um, my friend, she's a stylist as well. So we've set this company up where um, we do we've currently just three themes. So if, and it's a, it's aimed at that sort of, four five year old up until about 10 11 right so, you know so they could um so the younger ones it could be a teddy bears picnic fairy party cowboys and indians and we style the tents accordingly oh, very cool and for birthday parties so i'm getting quite good i'll be able to give up the gym membership i'm getting quite good at putting up a teepee now you should see me swinging these poles around right <laughs> so uh but yeah 
so there's all but i just feel you know i just seem to be doing so much it's um yeah it's great i think i'm running out of hours in the day to be fair awesome so any um last words of advice or wisdom you know based on your experience that you would give to a woman who might be feeling a little challenged figure out what's next in her life or where to go from uh, ev everybody is beautiful and has that inner spark life is so short just grab it fan it and just make it burn and go for it we're here for such a short period of time define your life yeah because we've all got it yeah so true we can do anything that is true that is so true and i see it you know and that's why i wanted to do this interview series is because i see it i see so many women doing at this time of their life doing amazing things and yeah. quite frankly we don't hear enough about it like we yeah. don't do these things in mainstream media and so we need to spread the story because for every woman that can do it inspires another woman who has done yeah. it another woman to do it and that's that's where we need to be supporting yeah. and creating community around it it doesn't have to be massive no it can be something small but you know there's that saying you know about moving a mountain start by moving small rocks right exactly exactly yeah. tiny, tiny pebbles if that's what you're capable yeah. of yeah start with that and before you know it you've got a whole wheelbarrow yeah that is so true that you is know so it's um but yeah just don't ever think you can't do anything. It's all, we've all got it in us. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for uh, sharing your amazing story and your, your spark of energy. I can feel it coming through. <laughs> your firecracker. Um, yeah, thanks for sharing it. I'm, I'm sure that there are women in my community who will completely resonate with this. Um, and where can somebody find you if they want to, like, are you on the social medias? Yeah, I'm on Instagram. Um, Lizzie, Lizzie Wiz 66, that's L-I-Z-Z-I-E-W-H-I-Z-Z-66. That's a great place to find me. I do, I do try and do a lot of posting on there. Um, and by all means, message me that way. And, you know, I don't tend to do Facebook anymore, but I'm more of an Instagrammer now. Yeah. Yeah, Instagram's just easy. <laughs> yeah, it's mainly adverts. Mine, I think, for my businesses, to be fair. <laughs> All right. Thank you again. I do appreciate you making the time. Uh, once again, it's lovely to chat with you. Um, and yeah, we will. Then, post thank you very much. And go, go get it. Thanks for listening to Old Chicks No Shit. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review at iTunes or wherever you listen in.